Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack, and today we're going to talk about how I got promoted three times in my five years at Microsoft, because that is usually the goal for most of us, right? We land the job, we get into the company, and if it's a company we love, if it's a dream job, our goal is to climb the ladder. It's to get to the next step. It's to get more visibility, more responsibility, more money, and of course, some clout with our fellow employees and other folks in the industry. So for me, I started at Microsoft back in 2015, and in my five years there, I was promoted three times. So what does that mean? Well, there's two ways that you can get promoted at Microsoft. One of them is the traditional route that many of you are familiar with, where a role opens up that is a step above where you're at in terms of title and salary and responsibility, and you put your name in the hat for it and you get it. And that is one way that I got promoted. Uh, and that was actually the, the sandwich that was the second of the three. I was working as a partner manager, a director of partner development role opened up. I put my name in the hat for it. I really went after it. I created a value validation project and I ended up landing that role. So that put me in, in a job that had a different title, a different set of responsibilities and was more senior than the role that I was in prior. So that was one of the promotions. But at large companies, this is very common in tech, but at many large companies, they have a leveling system and the levels are basically assigned to you when you get hired. And every time you get a promotion, uh, this allows the company to basically determine what roles you're eligible for, what salary you're eligible for. And it's also a way for them to promote you and incentivize you within your current role. So you don't necessarily have to wait for that new role to open up in order to progress at the company. So at Microsoft, uh, I ended up getting two level bumps as well. And the first happened after my first year and the last happened in my fifth year. So those are basically the three promotions that I was able to land. And three in five years is, is I would say, fairly atypical. Um, you don't usually see that happening. So I wanted to share the strategy that I personally used. And it really comes down to three steps. So the first is having the conversation early. I see a lot of people waiting until their actual performance review to ask for a promotion. And by then, it's far too late. So especially at larger companies, the planning around promotions and budget allocations and bonuses and things like that, they're done well in advance of performance reviews. And if you're not ahead of that curve, you're going to be way too late. And basically, you're going to be told, well, we can set you up for next year because you've gotten well ahead of that curve, uh, but it's a little too late right now. And so you're just going to delay the results that you want to get. So the best thing that you can do is have a conversation with either your manager or somebody that you trust, maybe a mentor, and simply ask them, you know, when is the company making these decisions about promoting people, about budget allocation? At what point in the year are those made? And if you can understand, so for example, at Microsoft, uh, performance review time and uh, compensation time, big bonus time was August and September. But you had to be put up for promotion in April uh, or so, give or take a, a month or two in order to be qualified for that promotion. So you can see that there's about a four to five month gap there. And if you are showing up at performance review time, you're far too late. So when I started at Microsoft, I learned that I needed to get my name in the hat in March or in April if I wanted to be considered. 
So I was very vocal about making sure my goals were clear, and we'll talk about that in a second, but I also got well ahead of the curve there. So identify when that conversation is happening with the decision makers and make sure that you get ahead of it. That's step one. Step two is to make your goals clear. I think too many people are passed over because they simply just expect promotions to happen to them at some point. You know, if I show up every day and I do my job and I beat expectations, at some point I will be rewarded for that. And that's not necessarily true. Promotions are typically given to the people who do that, but are also the most vocal about uh, making sure that their goals are clear and making sure that everybody knows where they want to go next. And a big part of that is being specific, not general. You don't want to say, you know, quote, I want to be at the next level. Instead, you want to say something like, I want to be in this job title on this team by a certain date. So for me, from basically the second month that I started working there, I was a partner manager, but I knew that I wanted to be a director of partner development. And so every time I had a performance review and every time I spoke to somebody, I didn't just say, I want to be at the next level. I would say, I want to be a director of partner development on this team. And I want to make that happen within the next two years or so. So everybody was very clear on Austin wanting to be in this specific role on this team at a certain time. And if you have that specificity and that is known across your team and your manager and the people that you interact with, uh, they're naturally going to think of you when that opportunity arises, uh, or they can help you create that opportunity. So being vocal and being specific about your, your goals is absolutely huge as well. And then finally, the third step is what I believe is the most important, and that is to create an objective roadmap with your manager. Because we've all probably run into the scenario where somebody holds the carrot in front of you, right? They say, oh yeah, you're almost there. You know, that promotion's just around the corner. Uh, we just love to see you do a little bit more of this and a little bit more of that, and maybe a little bit less of this other thing. And before you know it, you'll be in that role. But the problem with that setup is n there aren't any objective criteria that somebody can be held accountable to. You know, a little bit more of this and a little bit less of that isn't really, you know, cutting the mustard. And when we keep letting things get pushed off, before you know it, the time passes and it's been a year, it's been two years, and you're wondering what the heck happened. So something that I did every single year was I sat down with my manager and I said, this is my goal for this year. You know, I imagine I'm probably not eligible for this type of new role because there are no roles open. So I want to get a level bump. Uh, can you help me understand specifically what needs to be done to get that level bump? And if I got some general subjective criteria back, again, a little more of this, a little more of that, I would try to have my manager be more specific. So when I, I would say, you, know, you, you said that you want a little more of this. What does that mean specifically? Can we put a number behind it? And I would essentially work to make sure that we had objective criteria, quantifiable criteria, so that if somebody says, well, I want to see you get more experience interacting and negotiating with CEOs, I would say, great. You know, if I'm able to sell through, let's say, two features with CEOs, do you think that that would check the box for your expectation? And if my manager said yes, I would write that down. And then after the meeting, I would send them an email that basically outlined everything we talked about. You know, at the end of the year, I will have two instances of selling something through with the CEO and so on and so forth. And so what would happen is on a quarterly basis, I'd go back and refer to that list and say, hey, here are the ones that we've checked off the list. Here are the ones that, you know, are still open-ended and here's how I'm working on them. And so by the time March or April came around, my goal was to have checked everything off that list so I could go back to my manager and say, 
hey, at the beginning of this year, we talked about a level bump and we determined together that if I did A, B, and C things, I'd be eligible for that. Well, here is a recap of those things and here are the results that I've gotten. And if I checked every box, I would make the ask for the promotion. And so it's a lot more compelling. You can make a much more compelling case when you actually have the quantifiable metrics that you can hold both of yourselves accountable to, and you can actually showcase those results and the value that you brought to the table. That's much more clear. That's much more concrete than just a wishy-washy, you know, uh, I'd love to see a little bit more of this, or I'd love to see a little bit more of that. And so one way that you could frame this up with your manager is simply to say, as you know, my goal is to become this job title on this team by this date. What accomplishments do you need to see from me in order to make that an easy decision? Where do you see me being able to do that given the initiatives we're executing over the next X months? And if you drop that, you will start the conversation, but you're also setting the foundation that you want specific action items with specific results that you can check off. So if you do those three things, again, if you understand when the conversations and the decisions are being made and you get ahead of that, uh, if you're clear about your goal and you make that known to everybody, and then if you create an objective roadmap with your manager to get there, it's going to be so much easier for you to negotiate for these promotions and to land these promotions. And I promise if you do those things, you will land more promotions, you will make more money, you will be happier in your career, and it will be off to the races. So that's it for today. If you enjoyed the content in this episode, or if you're enjoying the content in the episodes we put out, uh, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts is always really, really helpful. It allows our podcast to climb the charts. It helps more people find the podcast. And I'm happy to offer you a free LinkedIn profile review or a resume review if you do that. Every week I go back and I look through the reviews that people have left and the ratings and I pick one person and I send them an email and I basically work with them to provide feedback on their resume or their LinkedIn profile. So if you want that to be you, if you want me to help you out and hook you up with a LinkedIn profile or a resume review, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Either way, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.